May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. So last weekend, I joined deacons from all over the diocese uh, for a retreat in Tucson. And what I didn't realize or I didn't remember or didn't pay attention to the instructions is that it was going to be a silent retreat, (laughs) which for me is really so not my thing. But the absolute worst was that Dinner was also in silence. We sat in silence for the meals. And so here you are, you're sitting down with people you haven't seen, you have so much you want to talk about, and you can't say a word. In my family, sitting down at the table was always that time of conversation and communication. Dinner times were always where we shared the events of the day, we talked about whatever. I'm sure there was also the occasional inquisitions on, did you get your homework done? Why did you get this grade? But not often, I'm sure. But there was always laughter and there was always stories and the kids always knew that their friends were welcome at the table. There was always room for one more. There was always enough food to share, and another voice was always welcomed in the conversation. So here we are today, and once again, we're hearing from Luke. And in Luke, there are more references to banquets, tables, and sharing meals than in any other gospel. The table and the shared meal are moments for teaching and conversation between Jesus and his followers, and for those who were questioning and were suspicious. And so in today's gospel, Jesus is once again heading to a banquet where he speaks on hospitality and welcome. And when you first glance at it, you think, easy lessons for today, this is great. All seemingly very easy, very doable, we can all do this and we can just go on home and have a great week. But then you realize that this isn't just about inviting our friends and our family over for dinner. That these lessons are talking about a radical reordering of our priorities and of our lives. Jesus accepts a dinner invitation and in the part that's left out of the gospel, he stops and he heals somebody first. And then he heads on into dinner And then he proceeds to lecture the guests about the seating arrangements. He's reminding them that they cannot assume that their perceived status entitles them to the best seat at the table. He's toppling their way of measuring their value and their individual worth and how they decide who is in and who is out. He goes on to suggest who should be invited to the table. And it isn't who you would ordinarily invite to a dinner party. It isn't anyone that would be of any social 
or financial benefit. Wouldn't be anybody who would improve your status or your importance in society. Jesus' invitations would go to the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. Oh, and don't forget to invite the stranger or the immigrants or the refugees or the asylum seekers or the sick children. Yep, we need to invite all of them too. And on top of this, we need to remember those who are in prison as if we were the ones in that place. We need to remember those in prison or those who are lost or in hospitals, the sick and the dying. So not only do we need to sit down at the table and have dinner with all of these people, we also need to be worrying about who is not there. And we need to be worrying and being with them in those places, in those prisons, and in those hospitals. This is a radical reordering of how we are called to live as followers of Jesus. And this message is a timely reminder as we grapple with issues of privilege in our society and a notion that is held by some that immigrants or people of color or anyone who is perceived as different by those who think they control who is in and who is out and think they are able to determine who is of lesser value or worth in this world. But Jesus is telling us, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. We don't get to choose who is welcome and who is not. We don't even get to decide where to sit. But we know that, don't we? That's why we come here. That's why we come to this place. And I don't know about you, but I need to be here. I need to be reminded of who I am and who I belong to. Because sometimes I forget. And I need to be here with all of you. All of us, together, sharing the bread and the wine. Reminding me of our connections with each other and with all of God's children, both here and outside those doors. Trinity Cathedral has been a welcoming place for a long time. We don't always get it right, but we try. So years ago, we described it as radical hospitality, and we lived it out by how we welcomed people into our midst. And we're still trying to do that. It was an invitation that all are welcome, that there's no litmus test to determine who was in or who was out. My mother-in-law, a German-Jewish woman, someone who knew exactly 
what it was like to not be welcome and to be hated just for who she was. Came to this cathedral over 20 years ago, having never been in a Christian church before, and told me that she had never expected to feel so welcome by everyone and so wanted just for who she was. We also lived it out through community meals, which we're still doing, still welcoming all who show up. And Keith Cook is still issuing the same loving invitation, same one he did 20 years ago. All are welcome. In the kingdom of, God, kingdom of abundance, there's always enough for everyone. But hospitality, true radical hospitality, also means a shift from just offering welcome to the familiar face to an outward movement of standing with others, making space at the table for those on the margins, the immigrant and the orphan, the sick, and those in prison. And every time, every time we answer God's call to do that, we are making and make space for others, seeing each other as children of God, welcoming the stranger. Every time we do that, we are standing up to the forces in this country and in our world that see those that are of different color or race or religion as the other and have deemed them to have no value or worth. Each time, we are saying no to bigotry and to racism and to homophobia and all the ugliness and violence we are seeing around us. We are saying that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. And this church and in this diocese, we are finding ways to do that, to stand up and say, no, that's not how this works. We are saying no to those who think they get to decide who is in and who is out, though we still have much to do. But we know that God is calling us, and we have no choice but to answer. There are those here at Trinity and in the diocese who are answering God's call and are actively working to alleviate the suffering and advocating for immigrants on our border. Trinity is also beginning to work with our homeless friends at the Central Arizona Shelter once again, where there'll be opportunities for volunteers to participate in a ministry of presence, a ministry of listening and just being with folks. People have lost their homes and lost their ways. There's a group of volunteers who fix breakfast on a regular basis for those living on the streets, welcoming folks at Grace in the City Lutheran Church. And we fix breakfast for our homeless friends on Thanksgiving right here at Trinity, preparing a hot breakfast. But most importantly, just being with them, seeing them just as they are, beloved children of God, just like you and just like me, with wants and needs and hopes and dreams. Always mindful of those words. In the kingdom of abundance, there's always enough for everyone. 
The late Rachel Held Evans said that the church is God saying, I'm throwing a banquet and all these mismatched, messed up people are invited. Here, have some wine. Jesus' practice of sharing meals and being with others at the table is a vision of the kingdom of God. It's a place where people will come from the east and the west and the north and the south for a banquet. It's a vision that is worth sharing with the world through our words and how we live our lives each day. A banquet where there's always enough for everyone and where all are welcome. God is the great reverser of our priorities, our values, our notions of who is in and who is out. Always reminding us that the, God's kingdom is not a kingdom of scarcity, but it's one of abundance. The table is set. All are welcome. All already loved. All of us already known. All of us already cherished. And there's always room for one more. Every seat in the house is the best seat. No one needs to scramble to find a place because there's always room for you and for me, for everyone, everywhere. So pull up a chair. There's plenty of food. Here, have some wine. Amen. <laughs>